0: Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 243 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin entertainment with a little bit of news around the House of Dragon and some of the hate around Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. And then we'll jump over into tech news with some NFT talk around Bill Murray's NFT drop and the theft that took place there. We've got some chip sales being banned uh, to be sold to China a TikTok breach, and some uh, combat goggles. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right. Episode 243. And uh, this week was not a big week in, like... In movies uh, or whatever else in the theaters, it there was a, a an interesting promotion, right? Uh, that a lot of like movies were doing what three dollar movies over the weekend and stuff like that. And we saw like a resurgence with uh, Spider Man, no, Way, uh, yeah, Spider Man, No Way Home, and Top Gun and stuff topping yeah, the I box office it. again this week. Yeah, uh, just because it was it was three dollar movies and people just said like, well, I guess I'll pay three dollars to go see it again. <laughs> Why not? Uh,
1: I'm an A list member, man. I don't even, I don't pay the $3 even, <laughs> I got, got nineteen ninety nine movies all day, all month, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel a need to go, but yeah, if you're not an A-list member, like $3, might as well go see a movie, especially if you haven't seen those movies right? Like, if you still have a At this point now, you
0: heard that the movie's <laughs> great and it's, it's $3 to see it on the big screen. Like, yeah, you, you, just, you just go at that point in time.
1: Yeah, if, if you don't, then like, don't tell people you like movies. You don't like movies. You get bored and you put movies on
0: because <laughs> you obviously don't like them. So, you mentioned that being an A-list member and uh, it reminded me, it was a, an article that I didn't share with you this week. I didn't put it on our, our plan to talk about, but the service that started it all is is coming back.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I got the email for I could have been an early subscriber for for MoviePass and uh I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. They changed the format <laughs> and they, you know, they're they're trying to to make a a thing come back, but I'm I'm jaded, man. They like thank god for A list because I got so used to that MoviePass that if I didn't have a secondary option when they t- tanked, I'd have, I'd have lost my shit. Like I re- I was so used to just dropping everything and going and seeing a movie. You know, like I yeah, I just I do like the, the free reign of being able to go to whatever theater you want. You know, I'm I'm stuck going to AMCs, but I have three AMCs within a fifteen minute drive of my house, so it's not that big of a deal. Um but yeah, like they they're really making a hard push to try to try to get back at it. Well, it, there's a lot of people that don't have AMC's around them that only have a few theaters. So if they want the same options I have, like I'm glad the service exists for other people, but they they played with my emotions. I ain't I ain't going back.
0: <laughs> it it's an interesting you know with them coming back. It, it's interesting to to dive into like what what happened with Movie Pass in the first place, right? And it was in the end, it, it was a Revolutionary service that, like, I don't think you get AMC A list today without movie pass's success. Oh, you know, uh, there's no way. They, they, as... they had to
1: create A yeah. list to get people to go to AMC. Like, they, because, yeah, there's, uh, people are going, seeing a shit ton of movies and they were going wherever they wanted. AMC had to come up with a competitive version. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm glad it all, th- like, went down the way it did, you know, but no thanks.
0: <laughs> but the, the original founder uh, of of MoviePass right like created it, it it grew he got bought out by a, by a company that made the model what it was right where you can go to any theater the price was super cheap because what they were trying to do was just data mine and sell yeah sell your your data through the app uh, in which that didn't work out the way they wanted to. And movie theaters started shutting them down because people were abusing it. They were not paying the... like The, the company that bought it from the founder completely ran it into the dirt uh, and completely changed the model, made it unsustainable. Uh, But the concept was great. Well, that initial founder who... Had a decent amount of money from selling it, or whatever else, has now rebought the company back from from that <laughs> those people, and is trying to reinvigorate the brand that he started and back in his vision of what what he wanted it to be. Uh, and I think that's I think that's pretty cool. And yeah, if you don't have an AMC around you, uh, you know, it still seems like there's a couple different pricing options and ten and twenty and thirty dollars, and depending on what tier you, you get, you'll have access to movies. You know, you might have to wait seven days if you're on the cheaper tiers, so you don't get to see it opening weekend, but you can see it the second weekend as many times as you want. Like there's to me it's still a great service if it's negotiated across all the major movie brands and stuff like it was in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean if like I said, it it's it's definitely a decent option, especially if that's your only option to to be able to go to the to the theater as many times as uh, I go. Um, I'm not really hating on it. I just I don't need that option anymore, and I'm good with A List. A List has treated me well during the two what two year hiatus of of Movie pass, you know, taking a shit. So I I got I got brand loyalty at this point.
0: Yeah, I just I think it's a I think it's. A pretty great story uh, with what MoviePass was, what it became, uh, and then now it coming back. And there's also rumors that the founders talk about like tying it and linking it to like NFT distribution and NFT verification. Of course. And like that. Of so you know, you know, I, you know, I want to see how it ties into the technology. The, the technology. So it's all uh, like I said, it's it's a it's a great story to me. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to get it because I don't have any movie theaters. I, I, will, me, but I will take this some this day, moment right?
1: while we're off script to to. Voice a gripe, and I may have said this before a long time ago, but I'm gonna say it again because I go see a lot of movies. I am so sick and fucking tired of the Dolby and IMAX intros. So, so <laughs> like, so, so you get 20 minutes of previews regardless. Like, okay, that's fine, but I, I, I tend to like previews, you, you know, especially if it's ones I haven't seen on YouTube or anything yet, yet and it's on the big screen, but then every fucking time. There's a 3 to 5 minute
0: intro 5 minute demonstration about how they can make a baby sound like like it's crying behind you like nobody's (laughs) been
1: to the fucking theater in 10 years like like Dolby's fairly new so okay I get that you know like that's fine you know but IMAX has been around for 15-20 years and we still have to have the fucking IMAX countdown with the numbers flipping around and blah 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 this and then like Dolby to me is even worse than that because IMAX is pretty quick but Dolby they fucking you know they put up this black screen and like this was black before dolby and then it's like this even deeper black and it's like this is dolby black and then they do these side-by-side screens of of like the difference between dolby vision and their fucking thing and they have to like constantly it's like it's like a fucking five minute educational video like i bought the fucking ticket bro (laughs) i'm in the fucking seat like i know I know the value. Like, if if I wasn't a list, I paid the the extra three fucking four bucks to sit in a seat. I get it. You already sold me. I'm fucking here. You don't need to do the fucking demonstration every fucking time, man. Like, I, I like, and it's getting to the point. I see so many so many movies. I just want to start like throwing shit at the screen whenever whenever it comes <laughs> on. Like, I can't take it anymore. Whoever the fuck is in charge of that shit, just we got it, bro. We fucking got it. The Screen looks nice. It's big. It's black. Gotcha. Let's move yeah. on with the fucking feature. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had to get that off my chest. I fucking right. hate it.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad you got that little bit of therapy out there. Let's, uh, let's jump into it's some, some news here this week. And, uh, first one, y- you, you could maybe touch on this one. It's still a show that I haven't watched because I don't pay for HBO Max, but House <laughs> of Dragon <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, one of its showrunners, quits after uh, after the the initial premiere this is a little bit deceiving because like
1: he's he quit because hbo offered him another show like he's going to another hbo show so like did he really quit like if you're still working for hbo is that quitting or or like Is it go by show by show? (laughs) Like,
0: like, he's he's still a quitter. (laughs) He didn't even finish the season out. Like, if HBO,
1: if HBO is offering it to you, they obviously like, I don't, I don't consider that quitting. I just, you know, they're like, look, man, we, we want, you did a really good job here. We think we can, we got this other guy that could run this one. We want you to do this one. And he was like, okay. You know, like, I don't think he had to go to like, like, who did, who did you quit? Who did you tell you quit on this set of House of dragons, like, like, yeah hey, producer, executive producer, hey, I quit, and he's like, "What the fuck, and it's like, yeah, but your boss is the one who hired, yeah. me. like like so I don't logistically, I don't think this makes sense, but I mean ratings, it's done really well like i'm I'm really enjoying it, you know it's it's back to some. Some of the original Game of Thrones kind of feels, you know, so I hope having this showrunner doesn't fuck it up. But after, I mean, it was showrunners who fucked up the last one at the end, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe rotating showrunners so they don't get burnout and just phone it in. Maybe that's, that's the move. Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: I'm still waiting for. I'll probably when the whole season's out, I'll go ahead and, and watch it. But yeah, I've heard good things about it, and I agree. Like everything, that, and it's not just like this headline that we got. It was clickbaity or whatever else about it being them quitting or the showrunner quitting. All of it describes the, the, everything. Talks about this person quitting. It's like he didn't quit. He just took a different. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a lateral move.
1: It's a lateral. Yeah, that's what I understand. It's a. It's, it's when, not a. It's not like he went to. St- fucking
0: like you know stars or some shit you right know? <laughs> like, and they they finished filming season 1 so whatever show running concepts for season 1 is done like now is the time for him to go and a new person to come in right to prep for season two and everything else and like, they just so they just signed them
1: for they just signed on for a second season after the yeah. first episode so it's not even like
0: it was that long ago like he didn't even know if he had another job for <laughs> you know for until i always the, think that that's bullshit they yeah. know that they're going to do another season it that's a, that's a pr thing that's like oh after the first episode we are we're, we're picking it up it's like no you you were pot committed before the season started. Like You didn't need to wait for the first episode. I don't know, man,
1: because... Everybody knew. Netflix has successful shows that don't get a second season or third season. Like They have shows where people be watching it, and they're just like, yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck, yeah. f- fuck your OA. We don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, well, so, I don't know what the, the benchmark is for each company and, and what we consider successful anymore. It's pretty weird.
0: Well, we're going to test a benchmark over at Amazon Prime, uh, because, you know, they've got a show that cost them a reported $700 million plus, uh, to, to make. And that's, you know, this, this Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power prequel series. And it is getting raked online. <laughs> by... So they had to shut off the ability for people to even rate it within Amazon Prime. They, there was no option to give it, thumbs up a certain amount of stars or anything uh because it was getting so badly review bombed on uh, like Rotten Tomatoes has gotten crushed by by fans like critic scores are are good for it but uh it hasn't fared very well in the token fan world
1: well i so i'm not familiar with the the source material for this because i've read the hobbit i've read the lord of the Rings series but i never got into the massive amount of like side shit or appendixes and stuff that tolkien wrote uh for all this i'm not a huge tolkien you know like super fan um so i don't know if there are like worthy gripes you know what i mean like real worthy gripes for this and even so like from what i I do understand is like these these stories of of Tolkien weren't written as in depth as like Lord of the Rings was. So like I don't think there's like a like detailed outline to follow. Like it's more of a rough summary. Like hey this happens, this happens, this happens, and yeah. they're and they're filling in the gaps and and making you know entertaining TV inside those gaps like so but again trolls are gonna troll like this is like fucking an army of stephen colbert's right that just fucking know every goddamn detail they already had what they wanted in the show in their head before it fucking started you know like like they are like these people were already pissed before the first fucking episode just because yeah. they, just cause they knew that.
0: Yeah, they saw the uh, casting, and they they if if this they, happened, they, if this
1: doesn't happen, or if this happens, or like so and so, like I mean,
0: well, and there's there's a lot of people that are mad. They have been mad since like the initial casting on some of the, these characters and stuff like that, and the the casting of of black actors as elves and. So I and saw a really good stuff tweet like about
1: that. And, and, I saw a really good tweet about that. It was like. It was like if you watch a show with dragons, elves and orcs and you can't wrap your head around that there's black people inside this world, <laughs> you are a fucking
0: part of the problem, pal. I, 100% 100% agree. <laughs> like there are there are times when it like distracts from from the story, it distract like but in this in this case like we're talking about elves here, guys. <laughs> like, I know. get it. Tolkien Tolkien didn't describe his elves as being white in 1900. <laughs> but, 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 that, but that's okay. That that stuff to me is is wild. Some of the other complaints. Yeah, I think there's been complaints about like the writing and I can agree with that. I do. I think the show is a little weak in like the, these first couple episodes, like there's nothing that's happened in these couple episodes that are, that's like surprising. Like everything is incredibly like lazily written and telegraphed. And it's like that to me, I get it. Right. As far as like, cinematography and the way they put it together the CGI like it's phenomenal
1: yeah it looks great like it's a slow build they got like they they only have a certain amount of source material to to go off of so i think they're just trying to stretch the story get you like and and partly with it is like they there's a lot of people that don't follow this I might not have seen Lord of the Rings in a long time so they're trying to remind you who Elrond is you know like trying to remind you who these characters are let you know like like the dwarves like because there's a lot of like Easter eggs you know so like the dwarf king his is mentioned in Lord of the Rings he's just dead you know so it's like oh that's that dude that was the that's the grandfather of you know blah 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 you know and so like they don't want to just gloss over that stuff they just want to don't want to like i'm i'm assuming they want fans to to be able to like soak that all in and appreciate that so we're only 3 episodes in i mean watch the third one i got to i got to watch another one tonight um but it's it, yeah as far as everything else goes like i I'm entertained. Like, that's, that's yep. all I want. Could it be better? I'm sure, sure. I guess it could be better. You know, they could have done some, some other stuff, but honestly, like, let's just keep it rolling. Like, like, whoever's shitting on this already, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, get a life. Get, like, you are just a miserable, miserable <laughs> person. And I feel sorry for whoever sits next to your cubicle, whoever, you know, like, it's like, you just have you just have disdain and hatred in your heart
0: for some. Like I said, there, there's I think there's some legitimate complaints. Those are fine. Yeah, nothing's but. perfect. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that
1: people can't complain about it. Like there has to be some complaints. But if you're fucking one starring this shit already, yeah. Like like come on guys, come on. It should yeah, get no lower. Funny. It should get no lower than three stars. You know you want you want to yo. Know, argue about a fourth or fifth star okay we could argue about that but nobody should be giving this show less than three stars it's 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 definitely worthy of a watch it's very well produced my thoughts is like yo, know, you said they're spending upwards like almost close to a billion dollars to produce a show do you think that a lot of that money you know so so i spent a lot of money one year on tools for my job the next year i don't have to spend those money on tools cuz those tools are yeah, going to last I, I, you know so like next so. season are they only in for like three hundred, four hundred million? 400 million because you know 400 million of it is just on sets and shit that they're going to constantly be able to use over the next few years like yeah
0: and like cgi environments that they can reuse and you know what and, i mean and, like and, yeah, like it's just a stuff?
1: first season initial investment that that's huge and then as we go throughout other seasons are going to it'll be cheaper because we have these things like
0: yeah i i could see that and who knows how much like cost overrun because of covid and all that stuff because they were <laughs> like who knows yeah. what that impact was yeah so yeah I, I i think yeah it's all make-believe numbers but uh I don't know, i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna watch the show as it comes out on you know the the, the weekly basis and while
1: while we're talking about backlash you know from from fans another one that that isn't on our our script deal, you know, but have you seen the outrage over She Hulk twerking?
0: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like, how do you know? <laughs> like, I didn't put it on there because I didn't even know if you watched the show yet or anything. Uh, I didn't know how much you were tied into. It, but yeah, of course, I'm almost done with the, this
1: Marvel too. Like I'm, I'm catching up on all that.
0: The, the backlash is is just like, and I, I guess I, I could devil's advocate play either side, but. It's it's so over the top.
1: <laughs> well, like so, I I I really don't mind it because I you know they brought in a big celebrity for for a cameo. You know they had Megan The Stallion come in, and I I liked the whole storyline where you know this narcissistic lawyer thinks he's actually dating yeah. <laughs> Megan The Stallion. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like you know what I mean? Some dude just like. Was like, of course I'm dating Megan Thee Stallion. Why wouldn't she want to date some nobody lawyer like me? (laughs) Like, so I, I, and then of course you have Megan Thee Stallion on. There's gonna be you know associations. So okay, end credit scene. She Hulk twerked with Megan Thee Stallion. Was it cringe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like okay, we're doing this now. Is it write a letter to Disney? Like cringe. Is it is it fucking go off on you know like people are furious <laughs> about this and like it just makes me like think all the time like if if these are the major problems in your life right like, like I, I i you should feel very fortunate if this is if this is the thing that is soaking up your mental capacity and driving your anger rather than the the countless other like High priority real life scenarios going on in in the world today. Then, like bro, just like write it on write it on sheet of paper and burn it because none of us give a fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Get it. Do some therapy. Write it down on a sheet of paper. Get it all out and then burn that shit. Don't hit. Don't post it because now it's it's on the internet forever and we all know that you're just a miserable motherfucker and 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 I don't I want no association with you whatsoever.
0: Yeah, there was. Certain level of of cringe to it, but I don't know. It, She's they, six
1: foot seven, man. To drop that low, it's a little awkward. Like, I, <laughs> like you got to have them She Hulk knees to be twerking that low when you're six seven. Because I'm I'm six three. I'll tell you right now, I drop that low. I ain't getting up.
0: Like like
1: little John get gets low, comes on at a wedding. Like nah I'm I'm, I'm gonna bend over. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not
0: cranking these knees down that low. <laughs> Got to get some yoga in your life. Yeah. You'll be There's all right. Some, ga- some gamma rays. Well, Motherfucker, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get out of entertainment. Let's uh <laughs> let's talk a little bit of uh some tech stories here. And we talked a couple of months ago when when it came into my radar that Bill Murray was doing this NFT project uh of of Bill Murray stories. Essentially, it's just a couple of different pictures, uh, and then there's unique Bill Murray stories attached to all thousand NFTs, and he was selling them off uh, largely to go to charity. Uh, well, he did his first auction. The whole collection hasn't been released yet, or whatever else. But the there was a portion of it that was uh, auctioned off as like a batch, and it was sold for the Ethereum equivalent of uh, about one hundred seventy thousand dollars, one hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars. Depending on on the time of day you check Ethereum's <laughs> price, and that's a, a pretty good success uh, in the sense that somebody bid a significant amount, a hundred, uh, you know, over a hundred and ten ETH, one hundred nineteen ETH uh, bid in order to to purchase this initial collection, and almost immediately his crypto wallet was hacked. One hundred nineteen or one hundred ten ETH uh, of that wallet was stolen uh, and transferred out of it. Almost immediately, uh, which DJ, degen- like the, this world of crypto, there's, there's no, no chill. Like <laughs> you get Bill Murray, one of the most beloved people in Hollywood, doing a charity NFT drop that's entirely going to a sick three year old uh, to, to pay for medical bills as a charity. He has zero financial benefit coming out of this NFT project. It's all going to charity. And then it's stolen <laughs> within a day of the auction. Fuck. Well,
1: like you know Bill Murray isn't handling his own Ethereum wallet. Oh, oh
0: god no. Yeah, so like, who yeah.
1: who the fuck did he hire to to run this that allows their Ethereum wallet to get hacked? Like 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 you paid a dude that is supposed to be an expert in this field, I assume, and what, he just leaves his fucking Discord DMs open and fuck it, you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't follow rule one of D gen like <laughs> I just I yeah, just don't, I don't understand know. how this happens.
0: I don't know how this wallet got got hacked or w- what the the specific exploit was or anything. Um they've they've reported it to to different firms that uh that investigate these kind of things that are looking into it uh and going to attempt to try to re- retrieve it the eth uh but yeah in the end like i said it's it's a it's a cool project from bill murray the rest of the nft i don't know what they're going to do with the, the rest of the drop because if they haven't secured this wallet properly this wallet is holding the rest of the nft project that's supposed to be revealed and dropped as well as other nfts like CryptoPunks and stuff that bill murray owns that he was going to auction off for charity uh so all of that stuff's held in this wallet that is it to some level compromised um Curious to see what the where they're going to go with the the project. Um, on a on a good news story, the 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 runner up, the person who lost the bid uh, for you know what ended up being one hundred nineteen ETH, the person who lost that bid just donated one hundred and ten ETH to this charity. Uh, just pretty much took his his bid and just said like, okay, the the charity lost out. They can have my my bid as just a pure donation, even though I lost the auction. That's
1: Which, crazy. I hope Bill gives. Yeah, that's them, pretty crazy. I hope Bill gives them something <laughs> for it. Yeah. I partly didn't listen to a word you said as you were talking because when he said that he reached out to like groups that that go after this thing instantly, my brain went into this like Liam Neeson taken thing like where <laughs> where Bill calls up like a Liam Neeson and he tracks down the fucking wallet code and it's like I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get into that point where there's people like that that track down NFTs and Ethereum wallets and just hunt down some crazy Russian gang that is just hacking Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, but it, it played right out. All. Bill right next right after you said it, I was like, I wonder who you <laughs> hire. I wonder who you hire for that. And then instantly, my fucking brain went to right to Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just gonna be Bill Murray himself, just being some old disgruntled <laughs> guy. I'd watch that
1: movie. I'd watch that movie. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I I would definitely love to see a a Bill Murray like what was that like what is it, Grand Torino with uh, Clint Eastwood where he's just like the old neighbor <laughs> that defends the the yeah. Asian kids. <laughs> yeah, give me a Bill Murray Bill Murray version of that where he just. Goes off and it's just funny, cheesy one liners. And Bill Murray,
0: (laughs) I was thinking more Bill, Bill, Bill Murray, like uh, like Jeff Bridges from from Old Man. (laughs) You
1: could, you can't see Bill Murray and and take him that seriously, but I would like to see a version of Bill Murray where he's just as funny but is beating people's asses while he does it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I'm down for that. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it too. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got some, some more tech news to get through. And a pretty big story that came out this uh, this last week was that the U.S. government uh, initially came off on like stock news uh, that I saw that the NVIDIA stock dropped pretty significantly, like 7% uh, in a single day following the, the U.S. government passing a, a restriction that NVIDIA can no longer sell uh, their graphics cards or any chips that can be used with AI. Uh, to China. Anything that can be used, any type of chips that can be used from NVIDIA uh, that could potentially be used in Chinese weapon systems are restricted uh, for sale, for export sale to to China, which is, like, that's a pretty telling restriction. That's a big (laughs) move. Yeah,
1: that's a big move.
0: uh, uh, And it caused a, you know, it caused a a, a pretty negative effect uh, at the time on NVIDIA stock. Uh, And like I said, the, the, just the the whole reasoning behind it, the, the the whole approach. Like I don't know. To me, maybe this is because this comes up in in our sector of tech and stuff that we talk about. But like, if you're questioning whether China's an enemy or not, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this this is it, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you have to know <laughs> when, when we when we just say like, "Hey, basic." Basic computer chips and processors and like high speed uh, chips. Like, um, no, we we know that they have the potential to fuel weapons that we uh, we assume Ch- that China's pointing at us. That's a no go anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like now I want to know the dude who reads this article and just is like looks at his wife and is like, "Hey, hon, is are China the bad guys?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, makes it seem like China's the bad guys. Oh, I don't know, Bob. I th- I thought, you know, I get a lot of stuff from China. I love Walmart.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, just, I, I think I just think people people tend to think that like, oh, well, we <clears> just <throat> US and China, we just don't kind of like like each other, but Yeah, you it's, like, it's not a, the, it's not like an adversary type the name thing neighbor you don't like, really like don't, but e-
1: you wave to whenever you see him in the front yard. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people think
0: that it's like if you read this and you don't recognize how contentious it has become between us and China. It's like, I, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> well, like, this... So, we do our Fuck China segments all the time, and it's like, we we ban Huawei. It, it's it's weird where we draw our lines, and we're willing to to say, you know, like, this is... We're not going to stand for this, so we don't want them, their computer chips in our shit, and we don't want to give them our computer chips for their shit. You know, but like... Why are we drawing the line necessarily there? Like, why are we exporting anything to this? Like, the, all the stuff with the NBA we've gone over, all the stuff with <clears throat> the movies that they've, they've tried to change or, or shut down, you know, where their, the theaters are starting to, or the, the movie producers are starting to do it on their own and not cater to China on their own because they're, they're seeing that they're able to make the money at home without having to, to cater to China. But yeah, like, why, why are we taking like these baby steps? because you know, from from a lot of the articles and the things that i've i've listened to is that if if we took a really hard stance against china and became more self-sufficient in a few areas we could really devastate their their economy which yeah we kind of needed like you know Kick them in the shin, at least, cause they're, they're getting, they're getting pretty fucking powerful. It's pretty big, you know, and then our maneuverability in the world is, is becoming a lot more limited. So like, maybe, maybe we should, should do this a little more often, right? Like, and let them fend for themselves cause they don't, their whole economy is, is exports. Like, if we don't buy China shit and we don't care about what they, you know, we just outsource it to other places, they, they they'll be hurting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you you could make an argument we would be hurting too. Uh it, like it would take us a long time to not need the 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 money that comes out of there and the business the US businesses that would crumble if we actually stopped exports or imports from China. Uh so I, I think that that's a far more nuanced uh <laughs> but <laughs> problem we've already but I mean, because the, c- the pandemic we've already we've
1: already kind of started this whole plan like like the pandemic shined a huge light on on how dependent we are and where we're starting to shift back to yeah we can't we can't let this happen again so as we're shifting back why don't we just you know make a stronger investment at home so that we can you know one never go back to pre-pandemic kind of like world trade and two be like you know like if we're gonna if we're gonna be more self sufficient at home, how about let's pick a few of the sectors that we're really heavy into China for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm not saying like let's go balls, you know, balls in, but like we could, you know, if we're gonna start bringing some manufacturing back home, if we're gonna limit what who we sell to and stuff like this, like yeah, like we should take a look at some of our major sectors that that we get from China and be like, let's let's roll these back a little bit. Let's you know or. I mean there's 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 lots of poor people in Asia we don't have to do it in China like there's there's a lot of smart you know well well developed fucking people in 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 India and you know we we could we could outsource these things to other countries that aren't as hostile to ours
0: Yeah like I said I, I I'm not going to pretend uh, to be able to solve this problem uh but it's it's an interesting like I said, the the more we pay attention to to this space, especially like I think in this tech space uh, and tech trade, that's really where we're seeing like this strained relationship because of the future uses. Like you said, whether it's Huawei, whether it's microchips that could potentially have some kind of like backdoors into into our systems just by using something that has chips built into it, uh, the misuse of our chips to support them building advanced rockets AI systems. Or just systems. Stealing,
1: I, uh, stealing of IP because, you know, at the minute they just, right. they, they just buy these things and reverse engineer them.
0: But, so, it, uh, it, let's not it's be, all
1: interesting. Let's not be foolish, though, in not thinking that, you know, if they want these NVIDIA chips, they're going to buy them. Just, like, not through traditional means where it gets shipped to China. They're just going to buy them from another country that bought them from us like they're you're not gonna be able to stop them from from stealing ip and reverse engineering this shit so like i i don't know how how much this even helps other than like so so if you're a nvidia shareholder or you're a nvidia ceo like you're sitting in a room going like to the government who the fuck are you to tell me who i can sell my product to like and especially if if it turns out that it's really not even going to do anything to protect You know, because if this is a national security kind of issue and it really doesn't help national security, all it does is puts one hurdle in front of China to be able to steal
0: my chips. It's a big hurdle. Um, It it is an incredibly large hurdle because getting access to high quality chips, stuff like that is is a challenge globally. Uh, So to not export directly to them is a pretty massive hurdle um, when you're assuming that they're building out advanced rockets and satellites and AI systems uh, this this will have an impact uh, so like I say I, I think it's it's very curious the article also talks about we talk about Nvidia but uh, this ban also applied to AMD and other chip makers in the US yeah uh, so it's it's across the board but is, we're it really, talking about- is it
1: really a national security thing, or is it a supply chain thing? Because we're we're not able to put cars on the road, new cars. We're not able to make a lot of uh, like, I mean, a lot of shits on back order because of chip shortages. So, are right. we, is this does this really have anything to do with national security, or is it just a America first kind of move?
0: Dude, I, it, like this is a it's not. I don't think it's an America first type of a move. It, you can put air quotes around national security. It's kind of it's kind of like Cold War national security, right? Like it doesn't have a direct link. It just has a deterrent or a slowdown effect on a potential enemy. Uh, so you could say that China's probably never going to attack U.S., so maybe it never impacts our national security. <laughs> <You're not> like- <laughs> but it might impact the security of other people that we care about in that area and stuff like that. So... Um, cuz like if it's, it's, it's an America first curious. thing just
1: come out and say it's an America first thing like that to me that's like good publicity like look we're going to take care of our own we're we're going to you know we we have inflation issues we have to tackle at home that are heavily caused by supply and demand and in order to ca- increase supply in certain sectors of our nation we're going to limit computer chip sales to one of the biggest purchasers of computer chips. This way our cars can get made. Our ovens can get made our fucking, you know, IOT devices. And like, so no, I, like,
0: like it, I, I don't think that's the case. I think like, it's come a on, of, and just say
1: that it's good. Like, you know, this administration, this administration is, is needs one of these,
0: China's amassing military material at a pace that nobody else in the world is coming close to. That's what to. they all say. And if
1: you listen to Facebook, the whole fucking DMs are full of pedophiles. Like, that's what they always say. It's really easy to just fucking claim weapons of mass destruction or fucking. Not mass destruction yeah, I'm just say- but- well, I'm just saying, like, it's easy to throw these terms out to get America to- Americans to be like, oh, yep, we gotta do it. We gotta do it. Like it's 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 about us being safe. We got to be strong and this and that. And then it turns out it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about it's all artillery of shit. And uh,
0: like I just well, then there's nothing that's going to satisfy you <laughs> in this conversation. But uh, we can we can move on to a little bit of additional China topics with t- TikTok. Supposedly there is a claim by pretty much <laughs> several tech. Uh, Organizations that TikTok had a, uh, a pretty si- significant security breach. Uh, first, Microsoft announced that there was a flaw in TikTok security that was allowing uh, for like one click access into people's accounts, uh, incredibly easy to, to get into people's accounts. And then shortly afterwards, you hear all these tech companies uh, and like security analyst companies saying that there was a, a massive data breach uh, through TikTok. TikTok has stood by the fact that there's been no problems at all, no information, <laughs> no data's been leaked. Uh, of course. But from like security analysts, analysts are saying that uh, it is it is a large leak. And we've talked about it in the past, the the sheer amount of data that TikTok collects on people who use the app far exceeds even what Facebook or anybody else collects uh, as far as what they, they get access for and store. Uh, so you got to imagine for for people who are looking to to take data getting access to tiktoks is is probably high on a priority list
1: yeah like they have so much of the data like it just yeah i feel like it's just like this fat kid with like all this food and just the food spilling over it's like yeah how how do you you can't can't keep all that data like there's so much data (laughs) that they're stealing like there's no way you don't have a breach because you can't even house all that data like it, and and again, this shows like why we should care about this is not only the fact that they're taking all the data and it's going towards a country that has none of our interests in mind and and whatnot, but it's also, you know, we don't know how that data is protected, you know. So yeah. so now, God only knows who has God only knows what on you, you know. That I I'm not smart enough to to dot all the, you know, connect all the dots on having certain data points and then being able to use those data points to ruin my life. But there are really smart people out there that can do that. So, like, it's not only about who's taking your data, but it's it's also, like, how they store it. And, you know, because once they have it, all it takes is some fucking asshole to, you know, if you're getting robo calls and and all, an abundance of like I've been getting emails in in Spanish like Spanish hackers are are sending me all kinds of Spanish spam in my fucking in my email and it's like okay well who got this fucking you know who who bought <laughs> who bought this email address off the fucking dark web like if you want me to click some link you're gonna have to do it in a language I can understand because I. The minute I see the, see the fucking Yoablo on on the subject line, I just delete it,
0: anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, hopefully we'll find out soon uh, the the scope and and con- confirmation that this data breach existed. Something hopefully that like TikTok actually has to acknowledge and answer to. Uh, but but for now, I don't it know still if they do a-
1: because then they're going to have to like let people know what they're you know what I mean like. Well, it's China. They could just be like, "Yeah, shit got stolen."
0: Well, what got stolen? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was gonna say, and even though it's it's a Chinese company, or whatever else, it, like the the company Tencent still operates here in the United States in our app stores and stuff like that. They would still be compelled, uh, to to some degree. So we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll. I'm sure we'll talk about it somewhere in the future. But uh, let's let's hit up these last topics here. This. Next one um, is something we've we've talked about a a lot. Uh you know, you can go back to the beginning of the Nerd Cantina years ago with like Cory Doctoro and stuff like that and the interesting concepts of all these smart devices and, and ownership of and control. And like the initial headline seems pretty sketchy, but uh ultimately some customers uh in the middle of massive heat waves, they lost the ability to adjust their thermostats to make their houses cooler. Uh as as an energy saving measure, uh, as a, an energy emergency in the in question is, I guess, you know, how, what are your thoughts here? Is this, uh, is this legitimate? Oh, this is like my biggest,
1: like dystopian fears, you know, like, <laughs> like one, it's just nasty intrusive, right? Like in two, like it's such a blanket move. Like what if I got solar panels on my roof? What if, what if I got solar panels on my roof? How do you know? You know, like, what What if I have energy mitigation, like, you know, things at, at my house? Like, who's to say that I'm the one causing the brownout or the blackout? Like, so that you need to limit my fucking AC usage. Like, what if I have all high energy, you know, high efficiency things in my home and I'm I'm actually on the low end of the spectrum of energy use? Why do I have to fucking contribute even more? You know, just to do this, like, blanket fucking locking everybody's thermostat at 76 or whatever the fuck it was is pretty fucked up to me man like i i would i would lose my shit i'd be ripping that thermostat out tomorrow
0: so that was my initial thought when i saw the headlines and i saw people chatting about it online when you read the articles and you read into it or whatever else Everybody who had who was locked out of their ability to adjust their thermostat. So it was like, you know, it was in the high 90s. Uh, they were not able to adjust their thermostat. Some of them had like inside their house temperatures in the mid 80s and stuff like that, like a hot day in their house, uh, <laughs> not being able to turn on their air conditioning. And, but the people who were locked out, they are a part of a program where they signed up for a program that is like a smart energy program that they got paid. To enroll into this program, and they get paid twenty five dollars annually or whatever else to to participate. So they gave up their ability to adjust their thermostat. Like they know that they are in an agreement that they have that they lose control on high use days. So in this case, it's like, well, don't complain. Like you got your hundred dollar gift card to Applebee's. Like <laughs> it, you're, you're straight <laughs> at this point in time. Like. It, hmm. You, you don't get to complain you you sacrificed it
1: yeah i mean but i wonder if it was made clear the extent of like what they would you know what i mean because like you you get these letters and these emails i get them all the time of like you know like do your part be greener and and sign up for this and and blah 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 like you 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 see those and and you know maybe people it wasn't like a big cash grab but it was just like okay yeah i'll I'll do my part. No, you're gonna give me a little something on the side for doing it? Okay, yeah, you know, like and they just never expect that like you're just gonna shut my shit down. Like I said, my well, thermostats usually set it like seventy-four, set it at like seventy six, seventy-eight. Yeah. Like to completely lock you out and make your house a fucking eighty six degrees ball sweat box. <laughs> like like that I don't think anybody read that fine print. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think to like put it on, on just a bunch of like cheap, cash grabby, you know, energy efficient people, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a fair description of it either.
0: I, I mean, I, I I don't think it's necessarily cash grabby people. Like, I'm sure that they, right? This is an epic heat wave that is crushing the Western portion of the, of the nation. Uh, so it's an extreme case. They're getting, they're, being faced with something that they probably didn't think uh was going to be a, a, an issue. It's kind of like the what was it? The ice storms that that hit Texas a couple years ago yeah. where you know, two weeks prior to that ice storm, everybody was everybody who was signed up for those programs in Texas where they were on like the <laughs> getting like the the cheap energy and they were talking about how great Texas was cuz how cheap their energy costs and stuff were until they were the only people left get having heat and running their heat nonstop in an ice storm and realized like, oh wait, now I owe $3,000 in a heat bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, so you did know, well, yeah, and, and the fine like, print
1: there. Well, I mean, we should have market protection for the extreme cases. Like it, it, the extreme case shouldn't bankrupt or fucking you know torture the consumer like because because on on the the regular given day they're just going you know trying someone's just trying to do the right thing you know i'm just trying to trying to save energy i realize that we're in an energy crisis and a global warming and i was just trying to trying to do my part to help out but if anybody would have told me that when it hits a fucking ninety nine degrees heat wave for four fucking days, y'all just gonna shut my AC off, and my neighbors who do, who don't who just have a regular mercury thermostat are sitting in nice you know nice chilly fucking living room, and me Johnny fucking dumb fuck trying to save the planet is sweating balls in my living room, going to see a three dollar movie just
0: to survive. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) i just i i don't know man like my my dystopian take i i'm actually not upset with the energy company and stuff in, in this case uh I'm sure there's always a way to handle these things better. Uh, and the company says that they didn't set anybody's thermostat at a temperature any higher than 79 degrees. So it was 78 or 79 degrees is what they said. What what they kept people out at. So people who had their homes that were in the 80s or whatever else, that's probably because your home has some bad ductwork or whatever else. There's just some bad circulation going on in there or something that's negatively impacting you. Um, 79 is not doing me a favor, pal. 70, yeah, but, it, 79 but whatever, 79, it's 79 nine's fine. Like you'll be fuck fine. You. <laughs> fuck you'll you. Fuck you. You'll be fine. Uh, in the end what what my dystopian hat would be on is like okay, now at this point in time, right, there's a you get a rebate for volunteering to participate in this program. And then slowly it'll become normalized, and then it'll become penalized to not be enrolled in this program, right? Like because yeah. you don't you can't choose who you get your energy now from. Now you so don't get a discount.
1: Now you pay extra if
0: you're not in it. Right. It, that's where I think that this stuff's going to end up trickling. If I throw on my yeah, we we lose control of simple things, uh, type hat because because yeah, like. It's going to get normalized. A lot of people are going to participate in this, in this stuff. Everybody's homes are going to be smart rigged. And then slowly, it's going to, you're not going to get the rebates. It's just, Everybody's going to have it. And then it's going to be, yeah, if, you, if you choose not to upgrade your thermostat or you choose not to enroll in these programs, you're going to pay a hefty fee. Uh, well, I,
1: I think we should just always go with the tried and true method of trying to curb behavior by using shame. <laughs> shame, shame, shame is the 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 you know the tool that usually gets people to to change. Like I get it, we're 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 trying to make shaming a, a negative work. thing. That you doesn't know, work you can't, in your you own can't home. Oh bullshit! Like because because I have the Nest, so like I get anytime I'm energy efficient, there's like a little leaf on my thing, and I feel good when I got a leaf on it. But then every month they send me my energy consumption, and it's like I'm at the top of the. Like, there's like three levels, low, medium, and high. I'm like teetering on the line of, of medium and high all the time, you know, and any anytime I creep over to the high, I, you know, I don't feel necessarily horrible about it, but I'm like, ah, damn. I wish I could just keep in this nice mid-grade level and not be a, an energy horde, like, <laughs> you know, of my neighborhood. Like, so I, I'm, I don't necessarily feel bad about it, but I am conscious of it. Like, I, I do realize, like, eh, maybe I should, should not leave all my Xbox and PlayStation on sleep mode. Maybe I should actually shut them down at night. And you know, like I have, I have two fridges and a deep freezer. Like maybe, maybe I'm living a little, little excess here. You know, like I, I think about it more often than I would if I wasn't getting that fucking email. It hasn't changed your behavior one bit. No, but I'm an <laughs> asshole. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Everybody's the asshole.
0: And Maybe somebody does fucking. You know change their behavior you know all right we've talked enough about this <laughs> let's, uh, let's get our last story here just a a, a quick uh interesting thing. we've talked about this it, long ago um but microsoft years ago won a contract uh to to make these goggles that are essentially like a heads-up display uh for for soldiers and, Right now, the the initial 5,000 have have been ordered by by the Army. So they're going to go into like initial kind of testing phase. It seems that the goggles have gotten acceptable enough to where the Army's willing to, to make their first purchase of 5,000 of them. Up to this point, it's kind of been continuously getting retooled and, and reworked. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of cool futuristic stuff like this is what we envision like the future of warfare is like wearing the goggles having the heads-up display that tells you where where your your friendly people are and if your commanding officer wants to give you a quick little imagery update about what's going on in the building outside you he could just throw it up on your in your goggles so you can get a live feed of what's happening like no, this is this is the future
1: so I, I don't mind, so, and, in, in like, what, what do you call it? So it would be a unit, right? So, like, I wouldn't mind, like, two or three guys in the unit having them. Right, and they're, that's like their job. Just like the guy with the radio on the back and the, the the Vietnam movies and the war movies that's always laying down. And then somebody with some stars dives next to him and grabs the fucking radio and blah, blah, blah. Like, if it was like that kind of situation, I'd feel comfortable. But all I could see is like a hundred fucking dudes with these fucking goggles on and then some... Dude in dirty clothes, insert ethnic enemy, Chinese, Russian, Al-Qaeda, whoever the fuck you want, with some fucking kind of scrambler. You know what I mean? And flips a switch on some EMP scrambler. And next thing you know, we got really expensive soldiers blindfolded in a room just like... With their hands out trying to find where everybody is because they got these fucking goggles on their head that are worth shit now because somebody fucking was able to just do a hack. Like we, we talk about all the time uh, about hacking and shit. Like I, I don't know, man. Like it, there could be some benefit to it. So I think a few of the, the the soldiers probably should have it and they can relay that information to other people. But I'm, a, I, I'm gonna want some, some real life eyeballs on an enemy. Like that'll make you like if I'm in if I'm in that unit like I don't know man I like I, I'm gonna want I want some real life eyeballs it, it, you know on on the dangers in front of me
0: I think it's it's a fascinating concept uh yes there's always an over-reliance on technology is always a a challenge uh in in that world uh, because you know the enemy is actively trying to eliminate your technology um I just, I'm just curious. I'm like, well, you know, when, when is, are the, the goggles gonna essentially have, have like a, a crosshairs that's moving that when you move like your weapon and rifle that is tracking exactly where it's going that you don't have to Sight in and stuff like that. Like pilots already have that on on aircraft, where they can see exactly where, like where they look is where the guns track and follow on the helicopters and stuff like that. So, like that already exists in pilots. What if they just start doing that for for rifles and for for these things? And then maybe a little robot dog's walking next to you carrying that machine gun, and everywhere you look, that little robot dog's pointing at. Like,
1: yeah, sure give me give, warfare is for scary. every <laughs> for every fifty for every fifty soldiers in a unit, give me five. Five dudes with goggles and robot dogs. I'm cool
0: with that. I, r- I'm cool right with now, that, I'm, that actually kind of scares me, though. That thing that I just shot from the hip on, of, yeah, the, these. <laughs> These goggles that has a you know robot dog that has a heavy caliber machine gun on it that everywhere that you look your eyes at it points that thing perfectly at which they, like that scares the hell out yeah, of me. Yeah, you better, take that, hum- you better take that helmet off when you go take a piss. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's scary. Bathroom breaks just became a little fucking stressful. <laughs> you got a fifty cal feeling it at your crotch the entire time you're there you know i just like i said yeah the the technology aspect of it there's just gonna be some really smart fucking jihadist with a car battery and a fucking radio antenna that could fuck this all up (laughs) i'm just yeah i would hate to see you know some some americans you know be hurt or, or anything worse than you know because of yeah it's just such a weird weird area to be in you know because this happens all the time like like you know history of warfare how many times have like these uber developed nations throughout history walked into a country of fucking rock throwers and can't fucking overturn it because like sorry about it like you know technology isn't the end-all be-all you know
0: it's not but it also generally, <laughs> generally, when you see major events, it is what drives it. I don't know. Um,
1: Afghanistan is like the good rule of thumb. Like pe- smart people with really fucking intelligent warfare have gone into Afghanistan and walked out mad than a motherfucker
0: because nobody could take over that fucking country. No, <laughs> <laughs> that that is true. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Let's call it here. That's uh that's a weekend news, episode two hundred and forty three over. Yeah, hopefully James Webb's
1: taking some more pictures so we got some more space stuff to talk about. Yeah.
0: But uh just join us over uh in some conversations over at the uh the Nerd Cantina Facebook group and uh join us again next week.
1: Well, I'll see you guys.
0: All right, see you.